You're listening to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast bringing you opinions not heard anywhere else. We cover everything in the world of football, basketball, and gambling. Now, stepping up to the mic, your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. Welcome to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast giving you opinions not heard anywhere else. I'm your host, Brad Wakai alongside my co-host Tyson Gentry and Tyson I am fired up for this episode today baby man we we're going college football playoff reaction we all know what happened everybody's got an opinion on it we're gonna give you ours I can't wait to dive in I think we're gonna argue today we don't argue much on the show but I I I don't know how you feel but I I have a guess and I, I think we're gonna disagree well for those who are living under a rock we got who's playing for the national championship in the college football playoff, at least who's in the bracket. Michigan, after stomping Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, gets the number one overall seed. Washington beats Oregon for the second time this year. They're number two. Texas puts on a clinic against Oklahoma State, just shattering records in the Big 12 championship game. They get jumped up to number three. And then Alabama beats Georgia for the first time for their first loss in three seasons. And they get the number four spot over Florida State, who won the ACC championship game, was 13-0, and but had a third-string quarterback, and Jordan Travis is out for the year with a broken leg. So everybody's got an opinion on this thing. I'm going to throw it to you. Let's start here. Did the committee get it right, or did they get it wrong? They got it right. I don't, like, I don't even really understand the argument otherwise. I under, like Florida State deserved to make the college football playoffs. The committee put the four most compelling teams, or the four best teams at this point, uh, with the most compelling matchups into the college football playoff. What did you think this was? Like, <laughs> oh, the hour-long show they do on ESPN is for nothing. And this is uh, like we were talking about it last week. It was to me, I was more concerned that there was going to be two SET teams in the playoffs. I was saying that I thought that uh, Florida State was not going to be in, even if they wanted. I wasn't so sure. Uh, that Texas was going to be in based on the way that the Alabama-Georgia game could have ended. And I don't think we were that far off from that. My main concern here, Brad, like it sets a precedent going forward that's going to come into play much more um, now that we have a 12-team playoff going forward because there's going to be group of five. There's going to be liberties every year, and it's going to be, well, they're undefeated, but we've already left an undefeated team out, so now it's okay to do. Um, And – just really quickly, everybody's fired up right now and pissed off. And, you know, if you're in Florida, rightfully so. In a year and a half from now, the only people that are still going to care, care about this are Florida State fans. So as, as many people clutching their pearls and I can't, I'm never watching college football. Again, shut up. By December or by January 1st, you're going to be like, dang, man. Like this, this, Florida, this Florida State bowl game is actually going to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with you, man. The committee got it right. Like, let, let's be completely honest here. I don't know how anybody watching that Florida State game against Louisville could have sat back and legitimately Jack said Palmer. with a straight face. That was going to be a good matchup between them and Michigan. And Michigan, I think we got we have some questions. And we'll preview this as we get going forward. But my God, Michigan would have stomped out Florida State. I don't care if with the third string or the second string. It would not have been pretty. And yes, the defense was amazing. Like they played a perfect game, a Michelangelo type of painting, if you will, against Louisville and what that offense was putting up offensively. Jack Plummer turned into Jack Plummer. 
He turned into a pumpkin before our very eyes just when we knew that Jack Plummer, there's no way he can go a full season looking this good offensively. He waited until the biggest moment of the season and completely laid an egg when the team needed him most. And that's what he does. So it wasn't shocking for anybody who's followed him and during his Big Ten and his Pac-12 career. But really, like I know, like what do we play the games for? Like If you're not going to award him for this, well, Tyson, I'm sorry. D- did Florida State get screwed? We can have that conversation. But if we're talking about who the four best teams are as it's currently constructed on the field, Alabama is a better team than Florida State. Texas is a better team than Florida State. Michigan's a better team than Florida State. And Washington's a better team than Florida State. I don't know what the argument is here, and I know people are crying about it, and I don't see why. Dude, I think, to be honest, if the committee was actually going to do like their real rankings instead of uh, some damage control, I don't know if Florida State slides in at five. Like, I think what they would have wanted to do was Georgia five, Ohio State six, uh, and then we like you swap Bama and te- or, uh, Texas and Florida State from the last college football ranking. And I honestly think if they would have had the balls to do that, people would be uh, – I think maybe a little bit more understanding about this because now it feels like uh, intentional slight versus, <laughs> and this is what we were saying last week, and you kind of disagreed with me, but I was saying I felt the committee did themselves no favors. And they, they walked themselves into this position with the way that they ranked teams last week because not dropping Florida State last week meant that you still thought they were the fourth best team in the country. And how does that necessarily change now that they win again? Like if they get punished for winning again, um, and so, like, if you have an issue, take issue with last week's rankings because everybody in the country knew when Jordan Travis got hurt that uh, this was going to be a different Florida State team, and it changes the ceiling. I do take issue with the fact that the committee seems to be putting all of this blame on Jordan Travis. Like, this is just a mm-hmm. kid who broke his leg. He's been playing fantastic, but he is getting scapegoated um, from this whole thing, which is wildly unfair. Okay, let's move in. So the Florida State gets screwed. I, I think unequivocally you can say yes. I mean, this is the first Power 5 team that's gone undefeated and won their conference championship that's not going to be included in the Probably college football sucks, playoff. Yeah. The conference is bad. and but So even then, though, I mean, that's one of the things that factored in here. But, like, my God, they got screwed. Like, I think even if we both of us are saying, yes, the committee got it right, they're not one of the four best teams, that doesn't mean that they didn't get screwed. Like, not everything's black and white. Like, there's some gray. Both things can be true here. Florida State got screwed by the committee. It's never happened before, and they were the first team that literally got, uh, you know, that this happened to. But, Tyson, if we're being honest here, if we're completely, completely being honest, Florida State didn't look that good during the regular season at times. Like, yes, they went 13-0. They skated by. They skated by. Bama didn't look. Bama had a pull away win from a G five opponent. Uh, Bama didn't look good. A different. I mean, if Auburn stops fourth and th- if you're pissed off, go take it up with the guys over at Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> if they seriously. stop fourth and thirty one, you're in the playoffs. Um, yeah, they got screwed. It's it's unreal, and you feel for those kids, but you also like again what in a controlled in a television environment that ESPN gets to control. You didn't think that some of these like. Florida State's got a bunch of money. They don't got Bama money. They don't got Texas money. They don't have Texas following. They don't have the Alabama following. Uh, that's part of the reason I think it's going to be really hard uh, going forward for any of these teams to return to blue blood status is because uh, when it comes to we have to pick you or you uh, to put on our national television network to make us more money, 
the only way I'm picking Nebraska is if it kicks at four and everybody who's a fan of Nebraska is eating dinner already. Like this is, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? It sucks for Florida State. It really does. It stinks for a lot of those kids. It stinks for the fan base. This is better as a fan of the sport just from a viewing perspective. And that's what they were going for. I quit saying I, if it was really about the four best teams, it's a combination of things. It always right. was. If you didn't see a one-loss SEC champion making it into the college football playoff, you haven't been paying attention for 15 years. And, and the other thing, too, Tyson, like you said, like, well, if it's about the four best teams, then Georgia should be in. Okay. Like, can we can we put a stop that? Like, again, another team that was not that impressive throughout the regular season. Like, I, I get it. Yes, they went undefeated before the conference championship game. I mean, Missouri gave them all they asked for. Auburn, let's be honest, Auburn had a real shot at beating them. So I get where Kirby Smart's frustrated and like, okay, we've this is our first loss in three seasons. But remember at the beginning of the season, he was taunting everybody. If you don't like our schedule, come play it. Well, come Kirby, that, that kind of bit you in the ass because when we're looking at strength of schedule, we're looking at everything, that didn't do you any favors. They were easily played one of the softest schedules out of the top five besides Florida State, but they're undefeated, so that's kind of out of the question. But – I mean, overall, it's it's never been just the four best teams. That's never been what the college football playoff has been about. It, like you said, it's been a combination of teams. It, uh, things. It's it's written in their criterion. Conference championships are weighted, record, like opponents, uh, strength of schedule. Like it's all factored in, and then the eye test where they can come in, like they did with Florida State, and say, "Ugh, did you watch kind of how they looked without Jordan Travis? I don't know if they'd match up very well against Michigan." And they the committee came out and said. Well, we just didn't think they'd have a chance at winning a game in the college football playoff. A lot of it has to as kind of – I feel like people are um, pointing to TCU getting destroyed by Georgia last year and be like, well, that's why Florida State's not in. Well, we forget that TCU had an incredible game against Michigan in the, in the semi. They didn't think that was going to be the case for Florida State this year. Well, in the other side of the TCU thing that I, I – you know, I'm not checking the internet, so because I don't really care what these people are saying. But um, TCU was controversial to get into the playoff last year, anyways. Like, and nobody cares now because it's been a year. That's what I'm trying to say. It's going to be a year, and everyone's going to be like, "Man, that was crazy when that happened." And that's it. And that's the end of it. And the college football playoff committee knows it. Um, and so, be as upset with you want as you want. But if you didn't see this coming, you know nothing about college football. They just killed the West Coast, brother. Like, I know <laughs> they don't give a shit about anything with the bottom line. Um, and to be honest with you, people are saying, uh, like, you can't go based on imaginary games. You can't look at the betting lines. It's got to play in a little bit. Like you have to, you have to eye test some of these things and think to yourself matchup wise, because Florida state might've matched up maybe better with Washington than anybody else in the playoff, but that's not like you weren't going to bump them up to three just to fit them into the cultural playoff. That's not how this works. Yeah, and I'm, I got to say, man, looking at these matchups, and here's the other thing, too. This is going to be a great day of football. Michigan, Bama, physical, two teams who you know, want to return the status. Obviously, Bama was knocked off the peg after Georgia overtook them, and Michigan, who wanted to get back, wants to get back to the top of the podium and to the top of the pedestal. And then you've got Washington and Texas. High-flying offenses, fun quarterbacks, you know, teams who – you know, Washington won a championship in the past. It's been a while for Texas. Like we've been saying, are they back? Are they back? It looks like they finally are. These are great matchups. I can't wait for this. It's potentially the best one that there's been. And I know that we probably say that at the end of every 
a year, but <laughs> this really feels like for the first time we have two genuine toss ups. And I, you can try to bury Washington at your own peril. I think there was a lot of people, uh, nine and a half wasn't, you couldn't get short enough uh, for that line for Oregon. Um, and they got bodied and it came mm-hmm. down to a field goal and all that stuff. Washington showed up and physically was like, okay, we're playing ball today. Um, and if that's the team that shows up against Texas, that's going to be fantastic. And we're looking at, um, you know, if, if Quinn Ewers balls out twice and Texas wins the national championship, this dude's coming out of school. If, you think if, so? Yeah, if they get crushed, I mean, if, if he goes out uh, and wins a college football playoff and looks fantastic doing it, it's going to be hard to sit there and argue that these NFL teams would rather have Jaden Daniels or they'd rather have Michael Penix or they'd rather have Bo Nix uh, because Ewers has all the tools and he's going to have age on those guys, uh, which we know is vital. And then on the flip side, I mean, this is little old Bama. Just hasn't won anything in three years uh, (laughs) versus a team in Michigan that, you know, we've been doing this back and forth with them. And this one feels real. Like uh, they might, you know, take this thing home in in a dominant way to the point where there's no denying uh, that Michigan is all the way back. But if they lose again after the sign stealing and uh, with all the discontent there between like the athletic department and Jim Harbaugh and really Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA, that it's going to be a more fun offseason story for us anyway. I don't, I don't know why people are upset. This is must watch TV, both of the games. Whereas before you might've been able to turn on the NBA at halftime. <laughs> well, I, I'm pumped, dude. Like you, you laid it out perfectly there. So for the Michigan side, Tyson. So let's kind of get into a little early look here, or early look ahead, and we'll get into a full breakdown when it comes up. Like we, we got to know injuries. We got to know. I, I don't think there's going to be any opt outs. Like that would be crazy to me. But early look ahead. So you laid it out pretty well here. So the Michigan thing does feel real. You know, they have an incredible offensive line and a, and a really good defense. For some reason. Their offense has not looked quite as good as it has in years past, which is different from you know the first two iterations of the of the college football playoff Michigan teams. Like JJ McCarthy, like it feels like he can make big plays, like he showed that against Ohio State. But it, for some reason, the, the stats have not been there, like the big counting stats and all that. Donovan Edwards, their backup running back to Corum, and even Corum themselves, like yes, Corum's getting in the end zone. They look like they're running in cement shoes. So I have major concerns about their offense. Defensively, what have we seen when they get into these games and in, in this competition? They get smoked. And so I'm wondering if they got enough speed on that side of the football to compete with Bama, who all of a sudden, man, they look like they're on like the, one of those moving sidewalks. Like they are fast. They're flying around. Jalen Milrow has confidence. It, to me, that's going to be the biggest thing in, in that 1-4 matchup. I mean, this might be the most predictable college football season. It feels like we had no upsets all year. Nobody truly, up, uh, you know, separated themselves from the field all year. And Nick Saban just found his way in there, man. Oh, my and God. It, it's now you're giving him a month's prepare uh, for an offense that – and I understand you're a Big Ten guy, and so maybe this will hurt a little bit. This is a team that, like, chose not to pass the ball in the second half of one of their biggest games of the year. This is a team – uh, that hasn't exploded on offense against a good defense uh, really all year long. And now you have a red-hot Alabama team with the best college football coach of all time analyzing that tape. The speed is different. Like, Alabama is just faster. And I I, I truly think, um, you know, I'll say it right now, Michigan is D-E-A-D. This is mm. dead. They're, this is – I think Alabama, um, you know, I like right now I, I'm taking them to win the college football. Playoff. Like this is 
it just feels so – I feel so dumb for not seeing this before the season uh, with the way – like we were talking about him and just kept saying this feels like an old-school Alabama football team, and I don't know if that's going to work now. And, of course, it did. Of course. Of course. Did. Yeah. It's just – it just feels like one of those teams from Bama, for sure. For sure. And I think they could beat Michigan. I placed a very large wager on them plus three. I got that number, got insane CLV on that. Like, as soon as it came out, I was texting you, Tyson. I was like, dude, I have my thumb on FanDuel just waiting. And as soon as it came out, it's blast, blast. Plus three, money line. Don't even care. It's already down. It's nuked. That's in our chalkboard, though, that Tyson will tell you about at the end. So you could have gotten involved in that. But Let's talk about Washington, Texas on the early look ahead before we get out of here. And if we do any closing shots, to me, I think it's going to come down to can Washington block the interior defensive line of Texas? Because they have mauled every single team that they've faced. And that includes Alabama. I mean, we, we were looking at Alabama's offensive line after that game, like, oh, what the hell is wrong with them? Maybe it's, it wasn't that because they've taken care of business and they really quieted Georgia. Maybe it's just how good this Texas defensive line is. Is Michael Penix Jr. going to be able to have time to throw because against Oregon he had all the time in the world found his guys I don't think that's going to be the case against Texas and on the other side I'm just waiting 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 for the classic Quinn Ewers and Sarkeesian game to show up and in, in something that matters most and them to make mistakes and them to be tight and then to not be ready maybe I'm wrong maybe it doesn't happen this year and they finally figured it out but it feels like this could be the spot for them I mean DeBoer might be the best college football coach that like doesn't get the respect on the level that he probably deserves. All this dude's done since he showed up at UW is win. Uh, and they're going into a college football playoff after they beat a team that everyone in the, in the world was like, they had, they had no shot in a rematch against this Oregon team. Now they're going in as underdogs again. I think that's a very scary place to be if you're Texas because this Washington team has answered the call every single time they've been asked. Um, it hasn't looked pretty a lot of the year, especially the back half. And I think we got some it clouded our judgment a little bit of this Washington team. I think Saturday or Friday night against Oregon showed me, you know, oh, that team is still in there. Texas is going to get after Michael Penix. Washington was doing some really cool misdirection stuff uh, to end the season here for the last six weeks that they hadn't really put on tape uh, through the first eight weeks of the season or whatever it was. And I also think that there's more opportunity for quick hitters here uh, for Washington, because I think Texas is going to come out and want to give some cushion. And then, like, if we're just going athlete for athlete, give me my guys if I'm Washington. And that might apply to everybody in the country. LSU's wide receiver core is awesome. Ohio State's is awesome. I don't know if they have this combination of dudes that they have over in Washington. Um, it's it's going to be fun. If they can run the football, they can play with any of these three teams. We all talked about how the Pac-12 might have had just its best season of all time. Is it the same? And that we're talking about a Big 12 Texas. Like, that mm. doesn't even, like, are, are they physical enough to play with Texas? That doesn't sound uh, correct coming out of my mouth, but that's that's a story. Washington was able to run the ball early against Oregon, and we saw it was like, oh, they're going to be able to do whatever they want for the rest of the night if this keeps up. And that's going to apply if they can do it against Texas. It'll apply if they can do it against Michigan. It'll apply if they can do it against Alabama. They just haven't played anybody like that all year. Yep, I completely agree with you. I can't wait for these games. I'm pumped, man. I am super pumped for these ones. Like th- these games can't come soon enough. But Tyson, man, we got bowl season, and next week we're gonna be going through. We're gonna be previewing the first slate of games that are coming out. So don't worry, we got you covered there. It, we got we got it. Don't worry, baby. But anything we want to close on any last closing shots you want 
in our college football playoff reaction show. I think the biggest travesty of the weekend was the committee not giving us LSU versus Iowa in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that we were texting. We, we were kind of formulating: Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? What's going to what that's going to look like? And you texted me all devastated, and I I can't lie, man, my heart sank as well. I wanted to I see mean, that matchup. Jaden Daniels wouldn't have played, and it would have been Nesmeyer throwing five picks, but it would have been the fun buildup. And that's, I mean, who cares? LSU versus Wisconsin, the beer sales would be good. Okay. Chalkboard time. Tyson will tell you about it. The reason why we're plugging it hard right now is opt-outs, 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 transfers, transfers, transfers. That's going to change the lines. So we may be on something early, and before we come out with the show, we're like, well, we got this number. That's why we want you to be in the chalkboard so we don't look like pricks. We're saying we got a, a, a better number, and you guys are like, well, we can't get that now. Got to be in our chalkboard. That's what we're sh- saying here. So, Tyson, where can they find that? The App Store, Google Play, wherever you download your apps. The group name is ISWIS, presents the roundtable bets. Uh, just type that in, we'll let you write in. It's free. And this is a pretty important time of year because, dude, how many good quarterbacks just today entered the portal or like Cam Ward found a home? That was fast. That was, uh, you know, yep. we got some tampering going on. We can't bet on that in the chalkboard. <laughs> Uh, but everything else uh, will be in there. And, you know, stick around. Tell us what you're picking on Sunday as well. In the meantime, like, subscribe, and share the show. Smash that like button on the way out if you're watching on YouTube. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or even where you get your other podcasts, wherever that may be. Follow us on socials, X, Instagram, Twitter, or I'm sorry, X, Instagram, and TikTok at ISWIS underscore pod. You can stay connected with us there. We'll be back previewing the NFL, man. It it does not stop. It just keeps chugging along in the NFL. That's going to be later this week. Again, make sure to tune in next week for our bowl preview. That's one of our favorite times of the year. Like Tyson and I, we love talking about these games. We love betting these games. It's a lot of information-based stuff. So Brad's bet on every group of five team in America. He has you covered (laughs) for this bowl week. I hope so. I hope so. They they, they owe me for a lot of what happened this season. But – We're excited for it. That'll be back next week, but tune in to the NFL, our NFL one later this week if you want to know what we're playing on Sunday. Uh, Again, we hope you have a great time watching these bowl games. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, peace. Thanks for listening to the I Said What I Said podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show so others find out about the show. We'll catch you on the next episode of I Said What I Said.